Welcome to the Scandinavian Mind podcast. I'm Conrad Olsen, founder and editor-in-chief of Scandinavian Mind. Today I'm speaking to Elenia Martini, our editor-at-large for design and communication about the state of design weeks. We have just come out of a period where Milan, Paris and Copenhagen just held their first outings post the pandemic and the Stockholm editions are coming strong. I speak to Elenia about what she saw during three days of design in Copenhagen, the lack of innovation among brands, the surge in expressive colors and new collaborations, and the need for the design community to innovate for digital spaces. Overall, about the state of the design weeks themselves. I feel like we asked more questions than we answered, but uh, perhaps that's a symptom in and of itself. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to stay updated on the latest news and learn about upcoming talks and events. Visit scandinavianmind.com newsletter. Here now, my conversation with Elenia Martini. Enjoy. I am here with Ilenia Martini, our editor-at-large for design and communication. Happy to speak to you again, Ilenia. Happy to speak with you as well. Wonderful. So you just uh, arrived back in uh, Gothenburg, Sweden from uh, a stint in Copenhagen uh, at the three days of design. You were actually there for five days, so I'm, I'm curious if they're perhaps yeah. changing the name of the event. Uh, but... but uh, <laughs> But I wanted to talk to you about just generally about the design industry. I'm just curious of, of, of your your state or sense of the state of the design industry after having visited uh, these days in Copenhagen. Yeah, it's called three days of design, but actually it was more like one day filled with events and uh, yeah, press previews and dinners and whatnot. And the days before and after were a little bit fillers to go around and see and talk to people and whatnot. Right, right. But coming off of a pandemic, maybe you can't uh, can't blame them. But it feels like we're really moving oh, into... Oh, actually, like in Copenhagen, it felt like there was no pandemic ever at all. They picked up from where they left off. So right. uh, very uh, direct contact between people, uh, a little bit uh, the same structure. So it almost feels like the pandemic was just, you know, a vague memory of lockdowns and yeah. Well, that's what I heard from from Copenhagen Fashion Week as well, uh, uh, you know, a month ago or so. Um, but I'm curious, I, I, I also think the Danes are uh, ahead of us in terms of, uh, you know, dealing with the vaccine passport and so forth in a, in a technological way. But going back to sort of the design industry, we've, we've you know, uh, we've just came out of uh, Salone del Mobile in, in Italy. There's been some events in Paris. It really feels like the design industry is, is waking up now after the pandemic. So, again, what was your sense of, of the industry after these days in Copenhagen? Was there a sense of optimism? Are people happy to be back uh, launching new things? What was going on? Great sense of optimism. Uh, need to meet up again with people. One uh, common thread amongst all has been exactly that. It's great to meet again in person, touch the products, 
uh, feel them and uh, see each other face to face. That has been uh, very widely spread, that kind of feeling of uh, uh, hopefulness for the future. And of course, eagerness from everyone to present new things to show what has been uh, burning in the back end and uh, be proud of all of the accomplishments, especially because a lot of brands actually had to uh, develop products through Zoom with their designers mm. and send things back and forth. And I'm sure that wasn't the easiest of processes. So there was a sense that people that the brands actually had new uh, products that came off the pandemic. It's not like they're just waiting to Absolutely. launch whatever they had for spring of 2020. Hey, we know the design industry. They're good storytellers in that sense. So, you know, uh, it might have been uh, products waiting uh, for to be launched in Milan uh, 2019 or 2020. That didn't mm. happen. Uh, but uh, some of the designers and the brands that I spoke with actually developed products during this time. Uh, partially it was possible because uh, perhaps there were ongoing collaborations, uh, so easier to uh, work with each other, knowing each other. And a lot of designers had to actually put 100% trust into the brand and developing the product and in their expertise. Uh, so uh, everybody was kind of like, we made it uh, kind of uh, <laughs> kind of way. That, so that was actually nice. Yeah, that's nice. It's nice to hear. So, so just speaking about optimism and positivity, what, what were some of the things that you liked? What were some of the highlights for you in, in Copenhagen? It was great to see uh, products again and actually touch uh, uh, fabrics and woods and all of that. So that was really good um, in terms of new product developments and uh, design wise. I would say there wasn't anything that was really, you know, standing out from the crowd to be honest. A lot of the collaborations were very interesting, interesting the choices of material, but I wouldn't say there was anything that was like overly exciting to, to look at. All right. <laughs> it's a harsh, harsh, harsh uh, judgment here on three days of design. Nothing exciting to look at. No, uh, but you know what? Like, uh, let's be real for a sec. Uh, it, it feels like a little bit, uh, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, we all, and even when we spoke last time, we talked mm. about how this was going to be a great opportunity for brands to pause for a second, reflect on where they've been and where they wanted to go and reevaluate a little bit processes, communication, uh, tech, uh, innovation. But the reality is that no reflection, it feels like no reflection has been. Um, yeah, nobody has actually taken the time to reflect. So it's kind of like a lost lost opportunity for, for brands and, and designers. So, so how, how are they tackling uh, uh, the pandemic? I mean, you know, the, the situation for work, for living, for remote work, working from home. I mean, all these things are about our interior spaces. So I'm sure there must have been 
um, it's a must have been a theme that that went through the 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 brand's minds, right? Even though they they didn't take time to to reflect on it. Yeah, I think that looking at what has come out of that this period, again, lots of uh, seating, so lots of new chairs, upholstered furniture. Uh, more comfortable seating uh, arrangements for smaller spaces. Lots of brands have actually developed uh, smaller, more compact sofas that are supposed to be, uh, you know, um, not for the spacious living rooms, but the more constrained spaces. Uh, and that I think is a reflection of that, that not everybody has the luxury of having extensive floor floor space. Uh, to accommodate like a larger sofa uh, and uh, yeah tasks chairs were like uh, updated improved uh, the ergonomics and all of those fun things have been put in place but overall not much more on that front it really feels like okay we have beautiful dining chairs we have beautiful products because the products were beautiful uh, although we really picked up where we left off. Right. Uh, even in the way a brand exhibited their uh, products. So very traditional showrooms, apartments. Yeah. It really feels like time has well, paused and we have resumed. <laughs> well, do you think there's a sense that the design community and the design industry is sort of, you know, they're in love with these beautiful uh, spaces, right? And they're in love with this beautiful uh, milieus and, and, and just, you know, it's definitely, uh, uh, Denmark and for sure Sweden as well, but just in love with this sort of tradition of craftsmanship and great design. And, you know, you've been, you and I've been talking about this before that the sort of design industry, there's a lost opportunity in talking about innovation, you know, technological advancements, where things are going, because things are happening, you know, changing so fast in many other areas of, you know, our lives. But it's like the design industry is is sort of in love with the with 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 just the great design, the beautiful object, right? A hundred percent. It's a lot about you know, having these beautiful rooms, these beautiful containers where you're going to put your furniture and uh, the craftsmanship is essential. Uh, on the other hand, we're really lacking like a vision for the future. So everything is still very much around uh, meeting people in person, having press breakfasts, uh, lunches and dinners mm. where you actually talk with the people, explain about the pro like explain things about the product, how it came to life. And let's say innovation and future is at the back, really at the back and not at the forefront as I wish it would be. Uh, and overall, there is no, the conversations are not around that either. The conversation are more about, uh, let's say, production. And I've heard a lot of people actually talk about uh, uh, life cycles and, uh, let's say, uh, the subject of sustainability has been a bit more present. Uh, I've seen uh, more researches uh, with materials uh, and um, 
recycled materials to come up with new actual uh, products. Um, but we're still very far off from a new vision of design for the future. So, and do you think that's specific for Danish brands or is there a difference no, between the no, regions no, no. or nations? In Italy, Milan, it was exactly the same thing. Right. Uh, it's, uh, let's say, I understand the need to actually see each other because a lot of these countries, as opposed to Sweden, have lived very strict lockdowns. Mm. Uh, but on the other hand, let's say, it's the attention is where do we exhibit our products, how cool the location is, how cool are the people that we can invite and how much press can we get around them from the outside. In the inside, I'm sure there's lots of research on how like, to do better, R &D, smoother R&D processes and uh, lots of, let's say, new solutions that are uh, for instance, when it comes to desks at home, desks that don't look uh, cold uh, as a desk usually would traditionally be. So those kind of things are a little bit thinking mm. of where we were and where we're going, but it's a very superficial um, yeah, process. Right. So you, you you didn't go to Salone in, in, in Milan, uh, but I'm sure you you uh, read about it, uh, covered it, maybe heard from from uh, your Italian friends and, and colleagues down there. What's what's the sense from from Italy in your mind? Uh, there was lots of excitement to have uh, and uh, the first, let's say, proper design event of the year. Um, and of course, like a lot of brands have still in, invested still in Milan, although of course, uh, let's say it was more local rather than international this year. Um, I have worked, yeah, historically with a lot of Italian brands and keep in touch uh, with uh, the PR agencies and whatnot. And, uh, I understand that, yeah, lots of press did not fly, lots of um, brands did uh, nicer things, but for smaller, fewer people. And press said that actually it was quite good not to leave the stressful Milan of, you know, jumping from event to event and hustling to get a cab. So there were very good overall opinions. Uh, but more for the feeling and the mood and again, meeting people in real life. Well, maybe maybe that's a consequence in and of itself, the fact that we have uh, events with you know fewer guests and less people, and that could perhaps spur a, a more thoughtful conversation. I mean, we certainly felt that when we launched uh, the second issue of Scandinavian Mind just a few weeks ago, that you know we could only have 50 people standing at an event and I just I sort of came away from that feeling I only want events with 50 people <laughs> that's, no, that's, exactly. that's like the ultimate number to because you can like you have the time to speak to pretty much anyone present right yeah and you can actually have conversations rather than the hey how's it going good busy bye <laughs>
No, Sam, I mean, we've been talking about this and sort of uh, we have a shared concern in the way that the design, is, the design industry is not taking care of uh, the innovation part, uh, you know, enough. And they're not looking at new technologies enough. And I'm just curious because, you know, to look at it from the, you know, separate end of the spectrum, we see uh, since the last time we spoke, people are talking about the metaverse in, in just, just a greater extent. Um, Facebook uh, recently announced that um, they're going to be, you know, they, they want to position themselves as a metaverse company, meaning a, a kind of a platform for uh, immersive experiences, 3D experiences, rather than through uh, 2D experiences on a, on a flat screen. Uh, they just launched their um, work uh, platform, uh, which means that you can sort of, uh, you know, take on your VR headsets. They own uh, one of the largest VR headsets companies or technologies. Uh, you take them on and you're in a room full of avatars and, you know, you're sitting at one place and you have someone at your right and someone at your left. And, you know, when you speak to each other, you hear them from this sort of spacious feeling. You know, obviously, this has been, you know, predictably ridiculed online. Uh, people think it looks silly. Uh, but I just think it's just a super interesting step towards a new type of, you know, just new type of environment. And I don't really see that many companies from the design space moving in this direction. And I really think they should. You know, if, you know, we're seeing so much money, so much resources being poured into the notion of a digital experience, whether it be AR or VR, and we're not seeing the design industry move in that direction at all. Uh, and I'm just curious, you know, you know, this is a bit of a rant and I'm not sure if I have a question at the end of this. I'm, I'm curious if you have oh, your, your, your reflections on it. Um, but this is really something that, that we should talk more about because I believe designers are needed and perhaps from, from Facebook work, workspace, the way it looks, maybe, maybe that's a testament <laughs> to the fact that we need real designers uh, uh, creating these digital experiences. So do you see anything, uh, you know, going in this direction? Do you see anyone talking about this from, from uh, taking this seriously in the design community? Not yet. I think we're still like far away from mm. having those kind of conversations. And right now, the few ones that are having those conversations are still very premature. But I understand that uh, I would say as an industry, the design tries to instead focus on, I don't know, materials that could last for generations. But there is still that kind of uh, uh, fear of embracing the digital uh, world. And of course, let's just think about how many people are still working from home. And how that has had a huge impact in the way we work and the way we use our homes for work. Not a lot of people have the luxury to actually close a room and be like alone and have meetings. There's kids at home, like all of these things that the design industry, even with like tech consumer products, that design companies could actually approach and collaborate and 
figure out the ways to integrate e each other uh, and, and work together. It's still so far off that I am, yeah, it feels frightening in a way because we were great at making the history when it came to even the, the you know, if we look at the evolution of task chairs, the progress has been huge, yet we're still very, <laughs> let's say, yeah, behind. <laughs> okay, we're, we're being quite harsh, but it's, it's an industry we love <laughs> and, and we're, we're going to, you know, increasingly cover it and, and talk about it in the, the, the Scandinavian Mind uh, platform going uh, forward. Uh, what other uh, things did you see in, in Copenhagen uh, in terms of uh, specific things? Were there colors, materials, just uh, yeah. something that you just picked up on that you, you really liked or disliked? Lots of beautiful, I would say I was very surprised by the use of color. Uh, lots of brands have actually embraced it in a very... Um, a non-traditional Scandinavian way. Uh, so collaborations with design studios that are still European, but they're not really, uh, let's say, fitting into the mold of the um, minimalist uh, grayscale uh, Scandinavian uh, look. Uh, lots of uh, glass being used and metal and reflecting materials. Lots of... Uh, beautiful new lighting in, incorporating glass and um, wood and uh, yeah let's say alternative uh, solutions let's put it mm. that way in, in embedded into the furniture uh, and I would say good collaborations like I, I was quite impressed at some of the matches between uh, brands and uh, new announced uh, designer partnership collaborations. Those things were pretty exciting. Give some um, examples of that. I'm, I'm curious uh, what you see. In yeah, uh, the first one that comes to mind is Hay with the Müller van Severen. Like, it, it was like a collaboration made in heaven in the sense that uh, you could see that the aesthetic of one and another would fit with each other. Although the kind of like reflective surfaces that the, the designers, the, the couple has decided to work with, were not, uh, uh, were a little bit unexpected. And both to see a collaboration of furniture and accessories at the same time was very uh, surprising. Because usually they would work with a studio for either furniture or uh, accessories and then uh, perhaps uh, ex do line extensions. Um, but this was like uh, a first. Uh, then I would say Tableau Copenhagen did like very beautiful use of colors as well. And also very uh, unexpected for a brand that I didn't know a lot of uh, with um, uh, rugs and textiles. Uh, this brand called uh, Linie uh, uh, did very beautiful uh, sculptural rugs uh, that were presented almost like a, as wall hanging with a corresponding um, 
a sculpture that was like really beautiful. Uh, so lots of things here and there that were really unexpected overall. And, and we recently did a story online about uh, Milan and, and just covered <laughs> just the many ways that fashion, uh, you know, was infused in, in the Saloni and, and different fashion brands took the opportunity to collaborate with uh, design brands and this kind of like a crossover happening, at least on on the global stage. Do you see anything of, of that sort in, in Scandinavia right now? And not really with fashion. Especially during three days of design, there was yeah. very little uh, fashion involved, even though some brands opened up their showrooms and did uh, art, let's say more artistic collaborations and opened up their spaces uh, for mm. three days of design. Uh, not much of fashion. There was a lot of, let's say, um, interdisciplinary collaborations like magazines with brands, uh, different brands and different brands uh, working together in the same space or things like that. Uh, but I would say like more out of necessity than for sheer love for each other. <laughs> um, yeah, but definitely not fashion. Well, I certainly think that's an opportunity for all both of these industries and, and, and beyond. Like. You know, just you know, the reason we picked up on that angle of of Salone because uh, to have uh, different disciplines, you know, work with each other because uh, you know, at least because these are industries that are facing much of the same sort of challenges and and transformations. Uh, so I really do think there's an opportunity there to to uh, uh, do things over over the sort of borders, the creative creative borders, uh, let's say. So we'll see. We're we're moving up on on uh, uh, you know a week here in Stockholm with the, the newly uh, created um, kind of design week or or it's called Stockholm Creative Editions, and uh, you know and you know aiming for next next year's uh, stockholm design week in in february um your your uh, what are your thoughts or, or hopes for for the stockholm uh uh design weeks to come uh highs and lows because right now the the, the month of september has actually been uh, extra filled with every possible, as you mentioned earlier, Milan, Paris, uh, Copenhagen, uh, Stockholm, like it feels like everyone wanted to do something, although uh, it's not clear what we're going to talk about when we meet. No. So that is a little bit what I'm struggling to see. What's, what is the point of meeting up and opening doors of showrooms. Uh, what are we going to talk about and what are we focusing on? So a little bit the lack of focus, because of course it's great to see the industry uh, open up and, and move and wanting to gather and all mm. of that. But on the other hand, why are we doing this for? Is it just because we need to sell and we want people to see something new or is there actual actually like a purpose behind it? Uh, that is not clear to me. Uh, but of course, all of these new um, uh, design-related events popping up are, let's say, also putting a lot of pressure on brands that no longer know financially where should they put their investments on 
because of course we knew that uh, traditionally Milan uh, was very important uh, internationally for brands to have a presence there but now where are the brands going investing where where are they going to invest on uh, what time of the year and is there going to be like what I think it's most missing it's the coordination between all of them because what often happens is that everything happens under the same roof at the same time the same day so it's very hard to to focus on anything mm. so you really have to pick based on your uh relationships well you're touching upon something that you know was really evident during uh the pandemic we had uh quite a few discussions back in 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 early earlier this year uh, about the state of fashion weeks and design weeks. What are they for? What's the purpose of them? I think, you know, even before the pandemic, there was quite a lot of uh, discussions going around uh, um, about the the uh, relevance of, of these platforms, these, you know, especially in the terms of fairs, these huge, enormous, you know, huge boxes outside of the city where, where brands rent a few some square meters and to show their products and create an experience uh you know i think when covid hit and and you know all everyone was struggling to create their own digital version of that uh it really hit the nail to you know what is this and i kind of get you know sense the same thing that you know we're, we're now we're kind of coming out of it there's quite a lot of hesitation quite a lot of confusion uh, you know from inside the industry uh, you know there's a great sort of need and love you know within with you know with regards to people and the individual experience of of just meeting other people and you know having a, a, a physical experience going out to dinners going into a showroom a meet, you know in a beautiful space that's all well and good but for the overall industry, I think we're going to see, uh, uh, you know, you know, with, with this confusion is going to carry on uh, until there's there's something new that lands. And I'm not sure it's going to be one thing that lands. I think it's going to go in many different ways from here, uh, much like the media industry it didn't land in one like digital, you know, print daily that's not the what what replaced all the the traditional print uh, dailies sort of so i think we're going to see a period of uh, you know confusion i would hope though we we also you know going to see a period of experimentation and you know that's mm. that's was really my hope for for coming out of the pandemic that we would see much more in terms of experimenting with formats experimenting with ways of reaching out uh, in a way, I'm glad we're seeing that, obviously, in the sort of color space or aesthetic space. Uh, but there's something lacking in terms of finding new ways to to connect with people. And, and I, I suppose there's, a, 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 you know, quite a lot of, you know, a long way to go there. Yeah, and probably we, we're going to go in cycles and eventually we're going to think of something new, although experimentation it's not something that is on the table right now. Uh, sure, there's like very few brands that you can pick here and there that are doing something else. Uh, although the majority, unfortunately, I still think it's very tight to uh, uh, also because a lot of them are, let's say, family brands 
family-owned brands. And uh, for the first time this year, we have seen a product that has been developed by a stylist, influencer, Instagram person for the Danish, uh, for one of the Danish brands. Mm. And like, uh, that is a, an experiment that, you know, you could love it or hate it. Uh, but on the other hand, let's say it's, it has been like an, a new kind of way of going. Isn't that just the, the, uh, an example of the design industry following the fashion industry? Uh, you know, the, that, that type of, of collaboration, I'm, I'm sure we'll see uh, more of them. I'm not sure that's what you, know, you and I are looking for <laughs> in terms of experimentation. No, exactly. Because in the end, uh, everything, uh, as I mentioned earlier, has been pretty safe and picking up from where we left off. So uh, even the way we are, uh, even the way we invite people to these events, all has been still very old school, mm. very old fashioned. And if we think about, sure, uh, in uh, our previous podcast together, we talked about how, you know, the fashion industry can come up with these beautiful imitations, experiences that, you know, go over uh, the, the, you know, the A6 postcard that you receive in the mail. Uh, although budgets are very different, so we're totally aware that the design industry has a fourth of the budget that a fashion house has. Uh, but I don't think that in this case, budget is the issue. We, we could try other ways and see you know, where they would land. For sure. I, th I feel like we're asking more questions uh, than giving answers perhaps. And, but that's the, that's, that's where we are right now. Uh, anyways, uh, it, it was great talking to you, Elenia, about sort of the state of design weeks right now. We'll certainly uh, continue covering this in the Scandinavian Mind uh, platform. And uh, I hope we get a chance to, to talk more this fall. And uh, I, I'm, I'm sure we'll do. Sounds great. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much, Elenia. Talk soon. You've been listening to the Scandinavian Mind podcast with me, Conrad Olson. This show was edited by Eric Sedin. If you liked what you heard, follow us on your preferred podcast app like Spotify or Apple Podcasts. To get the latest news, insights and invites to upcoming events, sign up to our newsletter. Just go to ScandinavianMind.com to become part of our movement.